Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from Thursday, October 22nd of 2020. And we are going to get started because, oh boy, we've got a lot and I've got 20 minutes to record this. Probably going to go over that time, but I'm going to try. Um, So we are going to get started with the Belgian royal family. Starting in Belgium, for a royal family that has been canceling everything all week, we had a lot of events today, because of course we did. Um, So, let's get started. Um, Let's see. King Philippe held a video conference with the director of the Toulouse School of Economics. Um, Toulouse is in France, so the school is in France. Um, So this director is the author, is one of the main authors of the fourth and fifth reports of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. So they were talking about those two reports, um, climate change as a whole, um, and the effect of climate change on the, or the effect of a global pandemic on climate change. Um, So that is what the discussion was about. Um, And then, I don't really know, I think this is how this happened. Um, in order. Um, so Queen Mathilde visited the food bank in Liege to learn about the operations that they have been going through since the pandemic started. Um, so we'll talk about this a little bit later, but this is um, the world is going through the worst financial crisis or right, right now it's a recession um, in 80 years. And so more and more and more and more people are needing different economic services. Um, and one of those is a, a food bank, a food pantry. Um, and so Matilde went to visit this one to learn about the, um, the way the thing, the, um, the need has increased during this time. Um, and about how they've handled that within the operation. Um, so that was her first visit. And I want to point out, so I like, I always comment when Matilde ma- matches her mask to her outfit, but today it didn't perfectly match either her coat. It definitely didn't match her dress, but it didn't perfectly match her coat. And I was like a little hurt by that. <laughs> it was still a really, a really great mask, but like, I was so hurt by the fact that it didn't match her outfit in any way. Um, <laughs> such a weird thing to be like, oh, but I was, I was so, I was so disappointed. Um, I'm sorry. Hold on. What just happened? <laughs> okay. So I apologize for that pause there. Um, I have on, I'm not, obviously you can't hear it, um, but I'm getting ready to watch the United States presidential debate. Um, And there's someone on the stage talking with their mask on, which I'm all for, but I'm really confused because 
10 minutes ago, he wasn't talking with a mask on. So, okay. Anyway, back to the Belgian royal family. <laughs> um, all right. So that was her first visit. I was so disappointed about the face mask. Truly, I really was. It, it's insane how much I rely on her face masks to bring me joy at some, at some points. Um, okay, but then later on in the day, or kind of like at the same time, um, Queen Matilda participated, my guess is via a pre-recorded message, with the UNESCO Education Post-COVID-19 Global Education Meeting. Um, so Matilda and several other like global leaders. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing because it's like five hours long, but I was like kind of fast forwarding and rewinding to find Queen Matilda's part. Um, and like the prime minister of Spain was on there. Uh, there were some other like notable recognizable faces, but like it anyway. Um, so it was like a lot of people talking about the importance of, um, education. And so one thing that like Matilde talked about, and also every time I hear her speak, especially recently, it is mind boggling how much of a powerful speech she can give. Um, and I don't know if it was just like, I didn't know how to pay attention to the Belgians and now I found ways. And so like, I'm noticing things a lot more. Um, but, um, like her speech today, it was, it was in French, but it was, um, simultaneously translated to English, which was helpful. Um, and she talked about, you know, she said something that was like, let us not fool ourselves. Children are being left behind right now in this education system, um, that we are all kind of transitioning through. If you have children or um, are a child, you know, this education system is difficult, um, with the virtual and not virtual and like never knowing exactly how long you're going to stay in a physical place for education. It's just, it's hard. And especially if you're a girl in a developing country or, um, less privileged than, you know, a lot of people, um, where you don't have access to the same remote education opportunities. Um, like I know I, I'm not in school, but I have family members who are, and when they were taken out of school, like I very quickly for one of them became a math tutor because I had gone through it. Um, I know math and like it was a resource to help him get through school, but not everyone had that, um, at their disposal and so willing to help and, um, you know, and I helped with other things throughout that, throughout his curriculum for the rest of the year. Um, and I, as like a person have made plans that if need be, I'm available to help him again this year if things get bad. Um, so that was like really powerful and something I do think about, but not often about how like children are being left behind and people are not going to come out of this experience with the same education as they would have had they been in school in person. 
But of course, like we know it's safer and we want to keep the kids safe, but like to what cost? Um, and what are some solutions that we can do to make everyone feel to make sure that education is equal. So it was really important. It was really, really powerful. Um, it was just great. Um, so that's what was going on in Belgium. And now we are going to move on to the British royal family. So in the British royal family, there really seems to just be one event at least publicly facing, um, and that is that the Prince of Wales met with the Prime Minister of Iraq, who is on an official visit to the UK. Um, so they met today at Clarence House, um, which is, you know, again, kind of like when Will and Kate met with um, the President of the Ukraine, like, um, Queen Elizabeth is not taking foreign visitors, nor should she. Um, and so, um, Charles being the next available high-ranking royal is, and so he was able to do that today. Um, so before that, um, he did have a meeting with the Prince's Trust, um, and then in the evening, he held a meeting, a phone meeting with the Sustainable Markets Initiative that he launched at the World Economics Forum, um, and then the Duchess of Cornwall had a video conference today with the veterans and members of the Royal Lancers for a tank tea. I have so many questions. I'm not going to make sure that this wasn't addressed already on Twitter. Because if it has been and I missed it, oops. No, okay, it has not. So I have no idea what any of that means. Um, but it sounds interesting. So yeah, that was the day. It was a very Clarence House heavy day. Um, like I said, I had about 20 minutes to record this. I have not quite reached 20 minutes, but there was some issues getting started. Um, so I'm going to pause here. You won't have a pause. I'm going to pause. I'm going to watch this debate. I'm going to come back and I'm going to try and be a really calm, reasonable person. Um, but yeah, things are about to get exciting in my life. So um, that's what I'm going to do, but for you, it's just going to seem like we're moving right on to Denmark. Change of plans. We're powering through to Denmark because the candidates still have not come out on the stage. This is really fun trying to 
fit my recordings in around a presidential debate. This is the way I should have been doing this all year long. Um, anyway, okay, in Denmark, Crown Princess Mary had a couple of events. Um, so this morning she participated in a World Wildlife Foundation conference, video conference, um, about the current threats to animal species and biodiversity and different ways to overcome that. Um, and then she also visited the Helsingjör uh, Swimming Club to learn um, about how they have in implemented an anti-bullying program that has been put out by her foundation, the Mary Foundation, um, which is an anti-bullying foundation. Um, and it's all about like swimming as a way to reduce bullying. Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, a very like sporty event. Um, Mary had on like Nikes and it was just like a very casual thing. It was wonderful. Um, so yeah, that's what was going on in Denmark today. There wasn't a whole lot of information on the events. Um, but I was able this morning, um, the Danish Royal House did put out some information about Queen Margrethe's event yesterday. Um, so that has been updated on the website. If you want to go check it out, thedailyroyal.com, um, you can check that out. And now um, we are going to move on to the Netherlands. I'm going to take an hour and a half break and watch this presidential debate. Um, and then we will get started with the Netherlands. So talk to you soon. We are back from the presidential debate. Um, what an interesting hour and a half that has been of my life. Um, okay, so we are in the Netherlands now. Really weird to just like switch my gears like this. Um, but time management, not my friend. Okay, so yesterday I mentioned that today I would talk about the... Um, digital meeting that Queen Maxima participated in, even though she participated in it yesterday. I know I went on like a whole rant about their apology video and everything like that. So I wanted to just push that to talk about it today. Um, so I was hoping that in that time I would be actually able to find the video of it. And it, to my knowledge, it doesn't exist, but I was able to read her speech and it was really kind of the same thing she said all throughout about um, this, like about um, financial inclusion. So this was focused on like identification and how crucial that is for financial inclusivity. Like you need identification to have a bank account. You need identification to be able to, I think in most countries, to be able to have like a cell phone. Um, there are all of these things that require identification and some countries don't have like identification laws. Um, like things are made easier for countries based on identification. And so that was the whole point of Maxima's speech. Um, and then she also talked about um, 
how like she and her role as UN's uh, UN Secretary General Special Advocate for Financial Inclusion, um, like she and her the team for financial inclusion are willing to work to help make this a reality. So that's what it was. It was with the World Bank. It was a really great written speech. Um, it was just, it was lovely. Um, so I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to bring attention to that because I do think it's really important and this is um, an area of expertise that like I really admire Queen Maxima for. Um, so I wanted to talk about it in a way that wasn't bogged down in this conversation about their apology video or anything like that. So that's what this is. Um, and now we are going to go ahead and move on to Norway. couple of different events. Sorry, the dog again gets jealous. I'm not editing her out. It's 1045. I've got to get this up. Um, so today in Norway, there were a couple of different events. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I struggle because I know what the precedence is, but it's so weird to do it in this order. Um, so Crown Prince Akon, who's serving as regent, um, had an event where he went to see this like hip-hop show called I don't want to mess up the name um called block to block that's the English translation of it of course um that is about to start like a national tour of the country um so this is like a really cool group of three hip-hop artists um that like they started a tour and they booked really really tiny venues <laughs> And by the end of their tour, they were filling theaters. And so now they're going on like this national tour to bigger theaters. I'm hoping that it's COVID safe. Um, I don't know. This event was so like, okay, cool. Um, and look, this is part of like Norway is doing a lot differently than other countries. Like I think they're... <laughs> I think their EU color is like yellow or green, um, where like uh, most of the southern parts of Europe are, you know, red or orange. Um, so I think that's the difference. Um, but look, I don't know. I don't like I've, I mentioned. I don't know Norway's policy about COVID. I can't speak to it. Um, so we're just gonna trust. But this event was COVID compliant. It was COVID safe by my <laughs> unimportant standards. Um, so he did that. It was a very cool, like last minute addition to his calendar. Um, and then he also today on the calendar met with the foreign minister with Queen Sonia in attendance as well. Um, and then see, this is where it gets weird. It's weird to put the queen behind the crown prince, but He's really leading everything right now. Um, so Queen Sonia attended an exhibition called Impulses. It was the opening for this exhibition. 
um, that shows th like a thousand pieces um, displaying the world influence on Norwegian culture, um, which is so interesting because like Scandinavia in general is one of, I mean, it's not the only, but it's one of the oldest populations out there. Um, of course, Scandinavia is like, you know, now three countries, but originally it wasn't. Um, that's pretty new. In fact, it's even newer still that um, Norway and Sweden have been separate. Um, but they, it's so interesting that they had world influence on their culture because their culture has influenced a lot too. Um, so it was a very cool looking exhibit from the pictures. Queen Sonia gave a speech. I didn't read it. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, and it just like, I didn't know how much I needed to see her to like feel good about the situation in Norway. Like it's just been very weird for the past little while. Like I'm kind of used to Akun kind of running the show and like that's kind of been the MO for the year um, because he was young and like able to go on these visits and able to do more in-person things. Um, but like I was kind of get I was used to it but then it became really weird when like you start saying his title is Crown Prince Regent which it is that's his title um, currently and it just like King Harald is so absent from the conversation because he's on sick leave and like I get it um but it just like was very nice to see that Queen Sonia kept this engagement and like that gives me even more confidence that things are going well um so that was just like a really great uplifting thing throughout the day was just like oh yeah Queen Sonia came back today that was great um and, like, she's so good at her job. And, like, I just feel like we this year haven't really gotten to see it because of various circumstances. I mean, COVID being the main one. Like, she hasn't been on a lot of things because they were in lockdown and they were not a royal household that shared a lot of what they were doing in lockdown. I'm confident they were doing a lot, but it wasn't super shared um, in the same way, like, Belgium shared a lot. Spain shared a lot. Um, the UK shared a lot from the younger generations, like, there was a lot from other royal families, and Norway just wasn't one of them, um, neither was Denmark, I mean, there were lots that weren't, too, it was kind of a mixed bag, it was like half and half, um, <coughs> excuse me, so, it was just really great to, like, see her out and about, it was lovely, um, but yeah, that is what was going on in Norway today. Um, we are now gonna go ahead and move on to Spain.
in Spain. Actually, before we do this. Okay. Um, so I've made it through two countries after this presidential debate thing, and I haven't talked about it. And I wasn't going to, honestly. Um, and then I realized where we were at. And obviously this is something that I care a lot about. I bring it up in almost every podcast right now. Um, and I skirt along what my feelings are and my personal political preference because if you're an American and you're over 18, um, I believe in like everyone's right to vote. If you have registered to vote and you're over 18, please go vote. Like that's the most important thing. And I wasn't going to say anything about the state of the race necessarily. Um, and I want to kind of talk about why, just very briefly. Um, and I, I'm saving, I, I'm doing this in the Spanish section because this has been like the motivation for keeping my mouth somewhat shut. Um, so back in March, maybe even late February, it was announced that King Felipe and Queen Letizia would be coming to the U.S. for a state visit. Um, I have very conflicting thoughts about that, but it's the Spanish government's choice, um, not the royal families. So I was never holding it against them. Um, and then, so that was in February before COVID was like a super concerning thing. Um, people knew about it, but it wasn't traveling too much yet. Um, I think it had maybe just started to get Italy at this point. Um, and so I started making plans. Um, I live not super close to DC, but within a, I live within an hour plane ride of DC. Um, so I knew roughly what day the state dinner was going to be. Um, and I started making plans and part of that was, I didn't know if it was possible. I still don't know because it, the, the state visit got canceled. Um, but I started making plans to see if it would even be possible to get like some sort of press credential to go and cover this in like the actual dinner um, with press or some form of that. I don't consider myself a reporter, but um, I was making plans to see if that was even gonna be possible. And so I was always very careful about what I said politically um, because currently in my country, if I were to, you know, have someone on my current president's communications team or press team listen to my podcast, I didn't want them to think I would have been bashing Donald Trump. And I wasn't going to. 
Um, and honestly, like, I'm still not. Like, that's not the point of this. Um, I wanted to cover this in a way that, like, was really cool um, and, like, added a lot of value. But COVID came. Um, COVID hit Spain, obviously, a little bit faster, although our countries went into lockdown or, like, Spain and my state went into lockdown almost on the exact same day. I think we were, like, two days behind. Um, and so when we went into lockdown, I was like, well, okay, I won't buy a, f a f ticket because I don't think a state visit is going to happen in late April. Um, but the, the cancellation was taking a long time, so I was, like, constantly looking at flights. But then the visit was canceled. And then I still just, like, kept my mouth shut politically um, just in case it were to happen again, which, you know, it, if the results of the November 3rd election sway a certain way, um, sway towards Donald Trump, and I have this episode out, you know, I'm shooting myself in the foot for four years of potential royal state visits, and I know it. Um, it doesn't mean I can't go to D.C. or wherever they are. Um, it does mean that I will not be allowed in the White House. Um... But, like, I have skirted the line many times, and I want to just say, like, what's happening in my country with Donald Trump as president is scary. I'm talking about things today, like the Sustainable Development Goals of the UN and climate change and COVID and, like, the United States is not on a global conversation anymore. Like, we are, but not, in, like, we're not part of the conversation. We're the, we're the part that people hate talking about because we're not leading it. Um, I read, I'm, I'm a political guru. I've talked about this many times. Um, one thing that I follow really closely is, like, what other countries think of us, um, specifically in the seven countries that I talk about, because honestly, like, it's important to me what the countries of the monarchies I talk about every day think about the U.S. And people in Spain and, like, Sweden and other countries are counting on the U.S. to do the right thing, to make sure that we're part of a global conversation and we're leading the path on a COVID recovery. And the things that we have done on a climate recovery, like, Anything that we can do, we're not doing. And so if you're an American, if you're 18, and if you're registered to vote, please take into consideration that the world of these seven countries that you like to listen to every day, the people of these countries are relying on us to do the right thing to help the world. I firmly believe that this country should not be America first and we should be a part of the global conversation. And I know that's something people disagree with and that's okay, but that's what I think. And so think about that if you haven't voted yet and have, you know, a lot of people already have, and I understand I have, I've voted. Um, but think about that in the voting booth.
think about that when you're filling out your mail-in ballot, please. Like, and I know that I'll probably lose some people over this. That's okay. But like, think about it, please. Thank you. Okay. Into the Spanish royal family. I'm including that because it was focused on Spain primarily. Okay. Today in Spain. King Felipe did my favorite thing ever from any royal family and received seven, seven, seven new ambassadors um, from Lithuania, Ukraine, Slovenia, Belgium, Haiti, Cameroon, and Argentina. Um, these are my favorite things. It was lovely. We don't need to talk about why they're my favorite. We do every time. Um, it was just great. I was so excited when I saw that on the calendar next last week. I was like, yay, credentials! Um, because they just make me so happy. Um, yeah, okay, so that was Felipe's day. Uh, Queen Letizia attended the 2020 National Fashion Industry Awards. Um, so she presided over the awards ceremony. Um, this was a really weird one. So they've attended award ceremonies recently um, and they've always handed awards but Letizia like totally didn't um, she did not um, hand the physical awards which were shaped like buttons and they were adorable um, she didn't hand them they the winners picked them off off the table it was the most bizarre thing and I'm sure it's because of like COVID spikes um, because you know, every country is going through them right now. Um, Spain is an EU red country. It is, um, it is really being impacted with like record highs again. Um, but I mean, so is, you know, my state. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty much happening everywhere. Um, except for in countries that had really, really strong leadership and like, Spain tried, but they didn't have great leadership through it. Um, and so Spain is going into like this weird restriction measure again. Um, so like, of course that's what happened. Um, but it was, it was a very bizarre <laughs> experience to like watch her gesture to the award for the recipient to pick it up. It's just kind of like one of those things that's like, oh yeah, this is our life right now. Um, you know, by the time we all thought this would be getting better, it's just not. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was their day. It does look like they've added something to the calendar tomorrow for King Felipe. Um, and then I think that's happening. I don't know. Um, it, I think it's an audience or something. So not a huge deal, but something nonetheless. Um, and then, so that's what was going on in Spain. And now we're going to make it over to Sweden. Today was stop three of the Swedish royal family's COVID county tour. Um, so the Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel visited 
uh, Sudermanland County. Um, and they had a couple, <laughs> they had a couple of events. Um, so they went to four locations. It's kind of seeming like that's the standard. Um, it's starting to fall into a pattern. Um, so first they started out at the Kulberska Hospital. <laughs> Guys, I've tried many times to learn Swedish. Um, I've since like 2012, I've been trying to learn Swedish. My mouth doesn't work that way. It's the same thing when I try to learn German and it's coming up when I'm trying to learn Dutch too. My mouth just doesn't do that. I mean, I just, like I think I am only meant to speak romantic languages like, you know, Spanish and apparently French um, and I guess Italian because the Germanic sounding languages just, they don't work in my mouth. Um, I get caught up by like all the consonants together. It just, it does not work. But then like English is kind of out of the Germanic. So I don't know why I can speak English other than I was raised to speak English and I can't speak anything related to a Germanic sounding language. It's just, it doesn't work. Okay, so they visited this hospital that I can't say because there's too many vowels in a row. Um, where they, you know, got an update on the current situation in the county as well as the, like, business operations of being a hospital and having COVID and, like, living in a pandemic in a hospital. Which, it's really interesting the way, like, the operation line kind of changes um, because of a pandemic, like, of course it does, but, you know, so that's one thing they got updated on today. Um, they also visited the Rinman Upper Secondary Special School, which seems like a school created for people with, um, disabilities, I hope is the right word. I'm really sorry if it's not, um, that's one thing, like, I want to be really conscientious of is using the correct terms. Um, but I think every country and every culture has a different term. Um, so I'm going to say, like, for disabled individuals. Um, but that may not be completely correct, which is unfortunate for me because I am uneducated. Um... But they met with some of the students there to learn about, like, their experience through the pandemic and the education system through the pandemic, um, as well as um, they took part in, like, a home economics class. I want video of that more than I have wanted so many things in my life today. Um, that just sounds so cute because they're adorable humans, um, and they're, like, they're just really adorable in kitchens, so I want video. Um... I haven't found any yet. I may go on a search as I, like, continue to calm down through the night. Um, then they visited a business called Family Kitchen Design, um, which is, this is, like, a very European thing. Um, but when you go, like, I don't know of any stores that do this in the States. I'm sure they exist, other than Ikea, which is a Swedish 
business. But like, in Europe, there are certain stores that are like, specifically where you buy your kitchen. So like you buy your cabinets and you buy your countertops, like you buy all the elements at a single specialty store for kitchens. And this is like so not a thing that happens at least where I live. Like we, I think hire contractors. I mean, I've never remodeled a kitchen, so I don't completely know. But like, I think we just do it at like construction stores, like a Home Depot or a Lowe's or an Ikea. Like you can definitely do it at Ikea, but that's a European, I mean, it's very European in Ikea. Like I, I love Ikea, it's my happy place. Um, I honestly wish I could go to Ikea right now. Like I have not been to an Ikea in a couple years, but like, it's just like walking into a giant overfilled Europe. Ugh, I want to go to Ikea. I wish it were safe to go to Ikea. Um, I just want princess cake. Let's be honest. Princess cake is a Swedish dessert that's like cake covered in, I don't think it's fondant, but it's some delicious like frosting type substance and it's wonderful. Um, it's a Swedish thing. But anyway, they went to this kitchen store to talk about the labor market because the kitchen store hires um, or employs contractors for um, to install these kitchens that people buy. It, it's a whole thing that I don't understand how, like I understand how it works in Europe, but because I've never, because I've never experienced it in the US, not that I've experienced in Europe either. Um, I watch a lot of YouTubers who live in Europe. Yep. And this is how they get things done. Um, <laughs> yep. Anyway, moving on. So that's what they were, were doing. Um, and then the final stop was a performing arts center in uh, Storm, Stormland. Um, where they talked about, you know, cultural life in the county and how it relates to the pandemic. So it's definitely following like a similar pattern. It looks like four, four stops is really going to be the norm. Um, you know, we are, we're three in. We've got 18 more to go. Math is hard. Um, I love how at the beginning of this I was like, yeah, I'm great at math, which I am but it's gotten substantially later than it was two hours ago. Um, and my brain cells hurt. Um, so yeah, that is the deal. The one happening next week is by Prince Carl Philip and Princess Sophia. But like I mentioned when they announced this tour, I'm going to cover their events, even though I don't typically talk about uh, Carl Philip and Sophia. Um, I will talk about this because like it's the royal family's tour and Sweden is in a almost unique position in that they have a good amount of working royals. So six working royals will be 
taking on this tour. Um, primarily, though, it is going to be Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel taking on the tour, which I'm 110% okay with. I'm so excited. Um, I do wish it were covered a little bit differently, but turns out if I wait late enough, they'll have updated what happened today um, because it's technically tomorrow in Sweden. So it's good. It's not covered as well as I would like for it to be, but I'll take it. Um, so yeah, that's what was going on in Sweden. If you're still here, thank you for listening through. I am almost sorry that we went super political, um, but it's my reality every day right now. And if I don't, I'm not, I'm going to try, I'm not going to talk about it again. Um, in that context, I just want to like say that I, I, this is not a political podcast. This is a podcast about Royals that's supposed to be fun and entertaining, but like I right now am not fun or entertaining. (laughs) I struggle every day because I reached a point yesterday where I just got very anxious about the election. Um, and that's where I'm living right now. Look, that anxiety is kind of going to end in a few weeks, theoretically. Um, and then it could be a whole new anxiety level, but this, this isn't going to be the norm other than like kind of what I've already mentioned. Um, but I did want to just throw that out there. Um, because I think it's really important and it was time. So that's the end of the episode. I still haven't updated the Instagram today, um, but I might still be able to get to that tonight. I'm honestly feeling like super energized. So it'll take me a while to fall asleep. So I might work on that for a little bit, but the website, um, or no, the website isn't even updated yet. Something will get updated by the time you're listening to this hopefully. Um, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Um, for, I guess, oh my goodness, is tomorrow our last episode for the week? It is. Wow. How'd that happen? Um, but yeah, I will talk to you all tomorrow for all the Friday events. Um, but until then have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you then. Bye.